Hey, BSN listeners, really excited to tell you guys about some game-changing coffee. Strava Craft Coffee is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. These guys' reviews, they're incredible. Make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee, it's taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. Also, it's helped to decrease anxiety. CBD is all natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is just flat out rich and tasty, and we could not recommend it anymore to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today, and you can receive 20% off when you use the promo code BSN2019 at checkout, and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. And with that, welcome into a Tuesday edition of the BSN Nuggets podcast. Harrison Wind here. Hope everybody had a good Memorial Day weekend. We are presented today by The Green Solution. You can visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations. You can browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. And if you use promo code BSN20, you can get 20% off your entire purchase. Here's what we got on today's show, and I'll get into what I've got planned for the rest of the week. NBA Finals tipping off this week. Cannot wait for that. But here this afternoon, I'm going to get to a couple questions that I've had sitting in the queue from the Total Beverage Fan Hotline over the last week or so. Question about Michael Porter Jr. Question about if the Nuggets window is open right now and if they should capitalize on that. And then I've got a lot of other expanded thoughts on that, I should say. Also a question coming through uh, through my email about... The power forward position, probably Denver's weakest position on its roster behind Paul Millsap, of course, and how Denver could address that this summer and what it could look like next season. Also, at the end of today's show, I will rattle off an early prediction about who the 17 players on the Nuggets roster will be next season. There are 15 guys on their regular roster and then your two two-way players. I will name who I think those 17 guys will be at this point in the offseason. A bit of an early prediction, but I think this goes along with some of the points I'll be making in terms of will the Nuggets try to capitalize on this open window right now and how they'll tackle this offseason or will they just kind of run it back next year and bring a lot of this same group back together for the 2019-2020 season. Later in the week, I'll have a couple pieces dropping on bsndenver.com. If you guys don't have a subscription and want to read the articles I'll be posting, bsndenver.com backslash subscribe, just four or five bucks a month for really great Nuggets, Avs, Broncos, Rockies coverage. The Rockies are you know, in the swing of it right now. Broncos season is getting underway shortly. If you're a hockey fan, we've got great draft coverage for the NHL draft, which is coming up soon. But make sure to get on that, bsndenver.com backslash subscribe. Have an article posting likely tomorrow. We'll hit on a few of the points I get to today in just terms of what this roster might look like for next season. Later in the week, I'll feature dropping that I've been working on for some time, but kind of ventures outside of the basketball court, I'll say. Don't want to tease that too much, but I think you guys will enjoy it over on bsndenver.com. I'll have something posting Friday as well, and then next week we'll probably get into some more of those traditional player reviews, looking at the guys on this roster, 1 through 15, just evaluate their season what they need to be working on over the summer and how I think they'll factor into this thing next year. So look for that probably starting next week. Let's get to some questions, though. 
Let's go to the Total Beverage Fan Hotline real quick and start off with a question from Harlow all the way up in Alaska. Hey, Harrison. This is Harlow from Alaska, Anchorage. And uh, first, I want to uh, agree with your sentiments about Christian, um, your former um, cohort. He was he was great, and we're going to miss him. You guys had really nice chemistry together. and Wish Christian all the best. I just wanted to uh, follow up on your comments about Michael Porter Jr. kind of speculating that he could potentially see 10 to 15 minutes on the roster next year. I guess my question is, if he truly does look like a transformational type of talent in summer league and carrying on to the uh, preseason is a clearly a better player than anyone we have at the small forward position now. Could you see a um, the potential for him to um, go way beyond that 10, 15 minutes and potentially even do a, into a starting role in the rotation? I do feel like that that's the one, I don't know if I'd call it a weak link on our roster, starting roster, but um, of the five positions, it's the one I feel like could be improved the most so just curious your thoughts on that go nuggets keep up the good work all right harlow thanks for the question this is a good time to address this question for sure because there was some news reported by mike singer over at the denver post that throughout his rehab porter developed something called drop foot which means that it's difficult for porter to lift the front part of his foot which causes it to drag Sometimes it's the result of a herniated disc and thus a pinched nerve in one's lower back. So good time for this question. And I I guess my thoughts on that injury are I've been saying all along that because of Porter's back troubles already throughout his young NBA career, there could be some injuries and some ramifications from those back injuries that Porter will have to face over the course of his NBA career. And, you know, According to this report, we're already seeing that. So this is something I'm sure the Nuggets had expected could crop up from time to time. And I've been telling you guys on this show that whatever expectations you've got for Michael Porter Jr., just temper them a little bit. Everybody within the organization and us covering the team, we're excited about what Michael Porter can do. He's a tantalizing prospect. He's just a really intriguing guy to watch who boasts loads of potential. But I don't think the Nuggets are really expecting anything from him too soon. So they'll see how he looks at Summer League, see how he looks playing through this injury. And there have been guys who have had stuff like this before. Paul George said he was playing with some nerve damage in his foot at the beginning of last season. He played through it and ended up having a pretty good year. Uh, There have been football players, a Cowboys linebacker, Jalen Smith, had it at one point. He was able to play through it and then eventually got completely over it. So it seems like something that he can work through. But to your question, Harlow, if Michael Porter Jr. does look like a truly transformational type of talent in summer league and can carry that into the preseason, is a bigger role coming than the 10 to 15 minute role I had pegged for him heading into next season? The answer to that is definitely. And if he earns a bigger role, I think the Nuggets would give it to him. Now, 
that's going to be tough to do in summer league. I mean, even if he comes out and dominates in summer league, I, I still think Denver would want to slow play this thing with him and continue to ease him into it. An NBA schedule is rigorous. It's tough. It would be tough saying, okay, you're ready to you know, play a 25-minute per game role for this team. All right, you got to go out there and play 25 to 30 minutes a night for us every night almost you know two or three times a week where Michael Porter hasn't done that in close to two years you know he's never played that rigorous of a schedule so it would be tough going from zero to 100 for lack of a better term for Porter in his rookie season and I think Denver would prefer to take it slow but if he does show that he's worthy of more minutes I think the Nuggets would be more than open to giving that to him because like you said that power forward or the 3-4 combo, that's a weak position for Denver. They don't have a ton of length there. They don't have a ton of guys who can play multiple positions there, whether it's small forward and power forward. So a archetype of player like Porter is something Denver would certainly welcome. But I still think they'd prefer to really ease him into things and not really expect a ton from him this year. There's going to be a lot of hype around Summer League. There's going to be a lot of excitement. I think he could come out and look really good. But I do think the likely scenario is just from watching him at practice and whatnot over the course of the season, he'll have some rust that he'll need to shake off. This is the guy who hasn't played five-on-five competitive basketball, you know, in a live environment with officials and, you know, he's facing off another team and just in that type of setting since Missouri where he only played in three games. So it's been a while and there's going to be a lot of rust he needs to shake off. Could he look great in summer league? Yeah, but I also don't think that necessarily would mean that he's surely going to be due for like a 20-minute per game role next year. Summer league, it's not always translatable to an NBA environment. I think that's important to keep in mind as well. But thanks for the question, Harlow. Appreciate you listening all the way up there in Alaska. Before we hit a break here, I also want to get to one other question coming in through email from Evan in Castle Rock, a.k.a. Ranchman. He writes... I want to talk about the backup power forward position today. Depth at that position was a problem last season. When a team wins 54 games and did so, when so many starters missed games due to injuries, the coach has done a superior job. I agree. That's why I had Michael Malone as, or one of the reasons why I had Michael Malone as my coach of the year this season. Evan goes on to write, for a team to develop its young talent next year, Malone is going to have to rely less on Mason Plumlee playing power forward and give appreciable minutes to Jared Vanderbilt. It may be that Arturis Karnasovas recommends the team sign Vlako Chanchar to add further depth. I recall he was a favorite of Christian Clark. I don't think they can convince a player such as Julius Randle to take a bench roll at a reasonable price, although that would be immediate help for the team. I agree Julius Randle off the bench would be incredible for Denver. There are times when playing Vanderbilt or Chanchar are going to be painful. This team... Thought it had a lot of fours, but found out that those players don't really fit the mold of a physical inside presence that can play defense, or in the case of Lyles, didn't want to live in the paint. Wancho, Aaron Gomez is really a three who can rebound. They traded up to draft Vanderbilt because they think he can rebound, score inside, and make a great pass. Now that he's healthy, it'll be interesting to observe his development while narrowing Plumlee's role to his natural position of backup center. All right, thanks for the question, Evan. A couple interesting points there, and I agree, the backup power forward position, like I just touched on with 
that Michael Porter Jr. talk. Probably the weakest on the roster right now. And I think Denver will definitely look to bolster that. I think they'll lose Trey Lyles this summer. I can't imagine Denver really placing a priority on bringing him back. And he was a guy who the Nuggets were really counting on for 15 to 20 minutes a game this year off their bench. I think we forget about that now looking back at this season because over the first half of the season, Denver tried to play him in that role. And they eventually had to phase him out when they cut down that rotation you know, post-All-Star break because he was just not giving the Nuggets the minutes they needed at the backup four. They played Mason Plumley a lot more there, and that obviously worked out a lot better than Lyles did. So I'll get to this a little later. I'll also get to some thoughts I have about Vlako Chanchar, and if he could be in a Nuggets uniform next season, I'll get to that when I when I look at this roster and what I think it will look like a next season in a few minutes here. I do think Denver would really like to have a power forward who could also play a little small forward, who can rebound, who can defend a couple different positions, and just give them a little more of an edge off the bench at that position, something they don't really have a lot right now. A couple names that maybe could fill that void, Alfru Kaminu, potentially, Trevor Ariza, potentially. Both those guys I don't think will cost an arm and a leg in free agency. I think you could get both those guys for a reasonable dollar amount, and they both give Denver just something they don't really have. And then you've got Jared Vanderbilt, who is kind of slipping under the radar here as a really intriguing prospect for Summer League with Michael Porter Jr. kind of grabbing the headlines, and I presume that's how it will stay through Summer League. But Vanderbilt's also going to be enticing. He's a guy who's just really versatile, obviously one of the best rebounders, statistically the best rebounder in the draft last year, one of the best rebounders that has ever come through the college ranks, even though he was just at Kentucky for just one season and was even injured through parts of that. But he's healthy now. He's a playmaker. He can do stuff with the ball in his hands. Don't be surprised if he plays a little point guard at Summer League. He can distribute. He can make plays in the open court. He can obviously attack the rim and rebound and just do a lot of the dirty work inside. Also, like those two free agents I just mentioned, gives Denver something that they just really don't have elsewhere on their roster right now. So really excited to see him at Summer League. But like Porter, I don't know if I anticipate him playing more than five to ten minutes a game for this team next season. I don't think Denver is envisioning him having the impact like they thought Trey Lyles would have this season in that 15 to 20 minute role. I don't think that's what's destined for Vanderbilt next season. I think maybe he's still a year away from that. So I think Denver ramps him up slowly as well. Obviously, if he proves that he's worthy of more minutes, I think Denver would be more than happy to give them to him. But I do think Denver would want to go out and get somebody for that backup power forward position and not have to rely on Porter or Vanderbilt, you know, or Mason Plumley, like they did a lot this year, even though they got really good minutes with both him and Jokic on the floor. Uh, I do think they'd want to go out and get a power forward or a three that can masquerade as a little bit of a small ball for it and really just give the Nuggets some more capable minutes there. All right, let me hit a break real quick. Got to pay some bills here on the BSN Denver Podcast Network. We'll be back after this with another question 
And I will also project my 17 players that I think will be on the Nuggets roster next season. An early projection, but I just want to get this out there because I've gotten a lot of questions on it. So I will reveal that a little later. We'll be right back. If you're living in Colorado and you are craving some good old Southern barbecue, be sure to give Moe's Original Barbecue a try. My favorite thing about Moe's Original Barbecue is we are a Southern soul food revival. We make everything from scratch daily, house-made smoked meats, and customer service to the next level. That was Robbie Peoples, one of the managers over at Moe's Original Barbecue. And like he mentioned, they have incredible food, awesome customer service, and I think my favorite part is how cool the environment is in both of their locations. We have live music at Moe's at our south location, 3295 South Broadway, which is a full PA system, ticket sales. Uh, we have national bands, we have local bands. If you're a local band interested in playing, feel free to contact us at mosdenver.com. We would love to have you come down and play for a big old party at Mo's Original Barbecue. Not only do they have live music, but they also have a bowling alley and a dozen TVs with all of your favorite games on. They have two locations, one in downtown Denver off Broadway and 6th, and of course the other one that Robbie mentioned in Inglewood. I would recommend some Mo's to someone because we cater to all needs, a family-friendly atmosphere. We have Colorado beers on tap, all the games on the TVs. It will blow your mind with amazing barbecue. Welcome back to the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by The Green Solution. If you visit mygreensolution.com and use promo code BSN20, you can get 20% off your entire purchase. Harrison Wind here, Tuesday edition of the show, going over some listener questions about Michael Porter Jr. and the backup power forward position. Now I want to turn my attention to a bit of a bigger picture question, but this comes from Chris about, is the Nuggets window open next season? With the transition, I'll say that could be happening in Golden State. Let's hear what Chris has to say. Hey, Chris in Denver. Uh, I was uh, wanted to comment about something you said uh, on the uh, most recent episode of the show, depending on when we get to this. I don't know if it was yesterday or two days ago. But um, you mentioned something about, you know, they, they you, know, you think the Nuggets will be smart in playing for the future. I would disagree slightly. I, my disagreement is that I think the future is now. They're a game away from the Western Conference Finals. It's all but assured that the Warriors are going to lose Durant and that the West is going to look dramatically different next year. They're going to have to pay Jamal Murray, so they'll have Murray, Harris, and Jokic all on their second contracts here soon. To me, that's not a team playing for a future. To me, that's a team play, you know, where the future is now. The future's still bright. they still got a good-sized window, but I don't know. I think the future is now. And just something from a guy that's been a lifelong weightlifter and sports fan, uh, the shoulder is a very, very, very bad joint. The knee is even worse. The things that we ask that our bodies demand of these joints, uh, they, are, they are currently not fit to handle. Um, just something to keep in mind when you're talking about how long, uh, how long the future will last and how, how wide open these windows are. These things can change in an instant. Uh, the league, by the end of this offseason, might be completely different. The Warriors might lose Durant, uh, or Durant, Clay, and Draymond. I don't think they're going to lose all those guys, but they could. Lakers might be a juggernaut. Clippers might be good, too. Or 
the East might be the dominant conference. So I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think they should play for the future as much. I mean, obviously I don't think they should trade everyone for players in their thirties, but um, I think now's the time to start building that contender. Uh, serious thoughts on that. Uh, I hope I didn't misinterpret you or anything, or anything that you were saying the other day, but, uh, as always, keep up the great work. Love the show. If the uh, BSN fan base is going to have fun this Memorial Day weekend, which I recommend, uh, take a taxi or something like that. And as always, go Nuggets. Thanks for the question, Chris. I agree with your overarching point there for sure. I think the window for the Nuggets is open next year. And I do think it has a lot to do with the fact that Golden State will definitely be weaker Kevin Durant probably won't be there, and they're not going to be able to replace him with a player of his caliber, even though, uh, I mean, that'd be seemingly impossible anyway because Kevin Durant's Kevin Durant. But you have a feeling they're going to take a slight step back. They're still going to be the overwhelming favorites, I believe, in the Western Conference to win the NBA title, likely. But without Kevin Durant, I think that window opens to a, a few other teams, and I think teams throughout the league look at themselves and say, okay, we can see the end of Golden State's reign coming. I don't think that ends this year. I still think they win the championship, but next year could be a whole different story. And I think Denver is one of those teams that could look at themselves and say, okay, our window is now. I think the Nuggets will come into next season as the second best roster in the Western Conference. I don't think that's going out on a limb by any means. I mean, who seems like Houston is going through a bit of dysfunction right now with their coaching staff on that side of things. But on the court, they'll still probably field a really strong team next year. Utah will be there. Portland will be there. The Thunder will be there, of course. But you got to think that Denver will enter the season as hands down the second most talented team and probably the second best team in the West. And so uh, with that, I think their window is open. Now, the difficult part is, do the Nuggets run it back? And these are kind of going back to some comments I made last week and that I'll kind of say again here. Does Denver run it back? Because they can run it back next year and they could field a team with really the same group that they had this year that's capable of getting to the Western Conference Finals. They were, after all, just one game just a couple minutes, just a few 50-50 plays away from getting there. So Denver could look at its roster and say, all right, let's just get a little more internal growth from Malik Beasley, Monte Morris, guys who are in the playoffs for the first time. They'll look more comfortable in that environment in this next go-around this coming season. Let's get more health from Gary Harris, from Will Barton throughout the year, and maybe that leads to more consistent offense in the playoffs. We don't have those really peaks and valleys where at times our offense looks great and at times we shoot 15% from three, maybe more sustained health throughout the regular season leads to that in the playoffs. So the Nuggets could look at it that way and think, hey, if we run it back and maybe a small addition here or there, we're going to field a better team naturally from an internal growth perspective and also keep that window open or... Does Denver look at this thing and say, okay, we've got to capitalize right now. We need a 
big move to get to that next step. And hey, we need to go get an Anthony Davis. We need to go create max cap room and get one of these top free agents and really try to capitalize on a window that's open. It's a tough call on what to do, and it's the type of call that franchises like Denver have to face, and they have to tackle head-on. And I guess to the question of which approach the Nuggets should take, I think if we look at what this team has done in the past, the more likely scenario is that they run it back and maybe make a small addition here or there. Just going back to last summer, the Nuggets could have probably gotten Jimmy Butler. They could have put together a package that was just as good as what Minnesota got from him when he demanded out. They probably could have gotten Kawhi Leonard. Denver could have definitely assembled a package that was better than what the San Antonio Spurs ended up getting for him and DeMar DeRozan, Jakob Pertl, and a future pick. But they weighed those and said, we don't know if those guys are going to stay here after a year. Kawhi Leonard is definitely not staying here. Who knows about Jimmy Butler? And we think we'd rather keep going with our themes of continuity and patience. They've gotten us this far. We think they can get us further. And I think that's what we saw the Nuggets do last year. And I think it worked out as probably everybody would agree. Now, can continuity get them to that next step? I'm not sure. I don't know if it can. It's certainly easier uh, for that continuity factor to get you from outside the playoffs to inside the playoffs or from just you know on the border of the playoffs up to where Denver got last season than it is for it to take you from the second seed in the West and maybe just outside of that contender status to firmly entrenched as a contender for the NBA title. It's tougher to take that step than those previous couple. So I don't know if continuity can do that for you. But based on how this front office is operated and the fact that it will be the same front office operating next season, most likely, at least at the top with Tim Connolly. Now, if he was gone, yeah, maybe Denver goes in a slightly different direction. Maybe Arturis Karnasovas is a little more aggressive. But based on the approach that this regime has taken to this roster and improving it year to year, I think we should probably expect them to run it back. And it's helped get Denver to this point. And now can it get them to that contender status? I don't know. I mean, if you're Denver and Chris says it's time to start building a contender now, how do you do that? You create max cap room, but then you don't know if one of those max free agents is coming here. Do you try to trade for Anthony Davis? And if you pull that trade off, you're satisfied with riding it out for one year like Toronto is doing with Kawhi Leonard and then probably losing him next summer to LA or or to Boston or wherever? Are you good with that if it just gets you to that contender status for one year? That's what you've got to think about. You can say you want to be a contender and you can say you want to make moves to become a contender, but you've also got to piece together what those moves are. And if they're possible to even make. So yeah, we'll see what the Nuggets do, but I do anticipate them running it back, making an addition here or there. I think a lot of those top free agents would be great. 
a Chris Middleton, a Kawhi Leonard, a Clay Thompson. I don't think any of those guys are destined to come to Denver. Maybe the Nuggets could secure a meeting with one or two of them. And while Denver has a lot to offer as an attractive free agent destination, I, I don't envision any of those guys reaching out to the Nuggets and relaying to Denver that, hey, we'd want to sign here if you guys do create max cap room, which is what would need to happen for the Nuggets to make that come to fruition. And also, I think this current core can become a contender. And I think there can be a substantial amount of improvement gained from running it back and keeping that sense of continuity here and getting some internal growth and having a better string of luck when it comes to health next season and also getting some playoff maturity from those young guys. So I think the Nuggets can reach contender status and keep their window open that way as well. Before I go any further, a quick word from Houselift Colorado. Are you thinking about selling your house, but it's not in tip-top condition? How do you ensure you'll maximize your profit? If your house is in need of an upgrade, Houselift can assist in eliminating all the stress of the remodeling process while matching the current trends that buyers most desire. And get this, there are zero upfront costs from you, the homeowner. That's right, you won't pay for any of the upfront costs for the remodel until your house closes. Houselift will handle everything from the contractors to the design, while managing these costs. Here's what you need to do. Head to their website or Facebook page, both at houseliftcolorado.com, and check out their incredible remodels that Houselift has done for homeowners here in the metro area. In past jobs, Houselift has put anywhere from fifteen dollars to $60,000 more in their clients' pockets. Call 303-885-7888 today and find out what Houselift can do for you. Oh yeah, if you hire one of Houselift's preferred realtors, they will sell your home without charging a listing commission as well. So check those guys out at Houselift Colorado. Finally, what I want to do on today's show, it's early, but I've had people asking for it, and I thought this would be a good time to give you guys a sense of how I think these 17 roster spots will sort out next season. I don't have firm names For the last couple guys on this roster, Thomas Welsh is under a two-way deal. That other two-way spot is open, I believe. I don't know who Denver will have there. But here's who I have for those 1 through 15 roster spots. And as you guys can probably guess from comments I was making a couple minutes ago, I expect Denver to pretty much run this thing back with a couple additions here and there. So I'll just project that Denver brings its five starters back. And Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Will Barton, Paul Millsap, and Nikola Jokic. I'll project Malik Beasley to be back. I'll project Torrey Craig to be back. I'll project Monte Morris and Mason Plumlee to be back. The four top guys off the bench, which makes nine. Add Juancho Hernan Gomez into that group. He's under contract next year as well, even though he'll be eligible for a rookie extension this summer. So that brings that number to 10. The 10 really rotation guys that were in and out of Denver's everyday lineup this season. I'll project them all to be back as of now. 11, you can pencil in Michael Porter to that spot. 12, you can pencil in Jared Vanderbilt to that spot. And that's really where it gets tricky. Number 13, 14, and 15, this year, those spots were occupied by Trey Lyles, by Tyler Lydon, who had his third-year team option declined by the Nuggets this season, and by Isaiah Thomas. I don't expect any three of those guys to be back. And so in one of those spots, 
I teased this a little bit earlier, but I'd project Vlatko Chonchar to fill it. And this is the guy Denver drafted a couple years ago in the second round. He's been playing over in Europe. He's coming off a good season, was just named one of the five best young players in Spain's ACB League, where he was playing this past season for San Pablo Burgos. Chonchar is just 22 years old, but like I just said, had a nice season in Europe, showed well for Denver at Summer League last year, and will be on that Summer League team again this season. And I would project him to be on this roster next season and to fill one of those spots off of Denver's bench. What type of role could he have for the varsity club next year? I don't really know. Really too early to tell, but curious to see him play a little bit more. He's a versatile guy, a 3-4 combo who can shoot it, who can play make a little bit, who can rebound. Seems like he could defend as well. So we'll see what he's got, but I would project him to be on the Nuggets roster next year. And then those last two spots, I don't have particular names, but I do think one of them will go to a third-string point guard. I don't know if Denver would potentially look international for a little more of a veteran there or look to somebody that they might try to draft in the second round if they are are able to acquire a second-round pick. They don't have one as of now but maybe that's a draft pick. Maybe it's a free agent that they signed for pretty cheap like they did with Isaiah Thomas, and he's their third-string backup point guard. So I would expect Denver to try to get one of those guys, and he'd fill out one of those last spots. And then that final roster spot would be for that one really free agent addition I see the Nuggets making right now. Those two names I rattled off earlier would be pretty attractive options, I think like a Trevor Ariza or an Alfred Aminu, maybe one of those guys would take that last spot. So as of right now, that's how I project the roster to sort out. Obviously, a lot can change, but I think my overall theme there is I think continuity will be a theme for this team again this coming season. It helped them a lot last year, getting off to that 9-1 and start. A lot of players and coaches credited that to the sense of continuity they had and how they were just really able to capture the familiarity they played with last year and channel that into the beginning of last season. And I think that's the route the Nuggets will go again next year. Things can still change, obviously, in free agency and trades and whatnot, and we'll see how things develop. But that's how I'd project Denver to look next season as of right now. I don't anticipate them doing a whole lot this summer in terms of major makeovers to their roster. With that, I think that's all the time I got for today, guys. Thanks for listening. Appreciate the questions. As always, if you got questions for the show, hit me up at my email, wind at bsndenver.com or the Total Beverage Fan Hotline, 1-800-BSNA-394, 1-800-BSNA-394. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow. Talk to you then. The biggest benefits of CBD are our cognitive our neuroprotection, neuroregeneration, anti-inflammatory, and then a lot of the most common situations that, that people are taking it are for pain. That is Arthur Jaffe, a former CU Buffs football player and founder of Elixinol, a Colorado-based company focused on providing the highest quality of CBD oil and hemp extracts in the world. Like Arthur mentioned earlier, CBD has significant medical benefits and isn't limited to just athletes. Everyone can take it. 
from adults and children to even your dog. I wished I would have learned about it or that it would have been more prominent at a younger age to potentially have, have given my father a, a significant opportunity to fight prostate cancer, which ultimately took his life when I was 13. You know, I really think that it would have helped him. Arthur and the folks over at Elixinol's mission is to educate, inspire, and empower others to live naturally healthy, happy lives. To learn more and join the CBD conversation, check out elixinol.com.